So today's podcast, we are featuring the incredible Shane Dennis. And basically, he's a guy who, you know, he ditched the traditional nine to five and he did it to embark on basically a journey that he's been on now for a few years, it sounds like. And in this journey, basically, he's, you know, sold everything he owned, sold his house and basically hit the open road with an adventurous spirit that he still has right now. You know, kind of along the way, he's been building out bus, right? Other vans and things like that. And man, he's just, he's super talented. I really wanted to have him on to pick his brain about, I don't know if he refers to it as van life, but that's kind of like what the, what the phrase is around here. And kind of talk to him about building vans and stuff like that. So welcome to the podcast, Shane. How's it going? Dude, thanks for having me on, man. I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. And it looks like you you have some sun, especially compared to me. He's he's out I, in Arizona right now, I think. I've been getting fried, dude. Like the back of my legs from standing on the ladder and like the back of my neck, I'm burnt. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it, man. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, as you know, well, you've been around in the Pacific Northwest. And I wasn't even this wasn't even going to be my first question, but it, this is a kind of a good segue. I know one of the places that you really love in the Pacific Northwest is Bend. And that's almost kind of been your, almost your home base as you've had this kind of nomadic lifestyle. So how, what is it about Bend, I guess? Uh, Bend is just like one of those places where I honestly feel at home. I feel like my own hometown. Um, I landed there during the first lockdown in 2020 and Ben was still kind of open and still running. And mm-hmm. I saw all the sprinter vans there. Like mm-hmm. you see a sprinter van every couple miles and bells were going off. I'm like, wow, I can start a business here and you know, <laughs> make some money. So that was like the initial thing with bend and then after living there i started discovering the trails and everything and like how amazing bend is like with everything going on over there yeah so 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 at first it started as oh this is a good business op and now it's it's almost like i just love i also love being here it's got a lot of access yeah yeah because i grew up in a family business my family sells hot tubs Mm -hmm. so my mind is kind of wired for all that and I'm always thinking up things. And once I landed in Bend, I was like, I don't even need to build out vans anymore. I can just start a service and people can just bring me their vans and I can put in heaters. I can fix things and, you know, just that way. So there's plenty of work. It's never ending in Bend. Interesting. So when you go there, are you, you're getting pretty good work then even still yeah. you just suddenly just go there how do you how do you get that work is is that primarily through instagram like we were talking before or? yeah um yeah. i've got a few jobs lined up in bend in the next couple of weeks so i'll be going back there i've got a shuttle bus to build out and then i think i'm doing a sprinter van as well um it's it's just they just come it's, it's so easy i don't have to advertise or anything <laughs> yeah dude that's awesome that's it's probably some of the word of mouth i mean if you look at some of his stuff on his instagram page that he shares i mean like i was telling him before man i I mean you do some amazing work on that on those rigs and it's it's kind of like it's not a skill that you see every day i guess Mm -hmm. i mean it's to me i'm very 
challenged when it comes to that type of yeah work even though my dad's a carpenter like owned it owned his own business i just was never that good with it and so yeah. what was it i guess for you that has like how'd you get into building converting bands stuff like that like was this something that you grew up doing like built building stuff or what um no i i mean i did start taking wood shop when i was in seventh grade and then i continued until my senior year and i was actually taking two wood shops um a day so i was going in first period and second period and just mm -hmm. i was just wood shop back to back so i've always been into woodworking um but not I didn't even know vans existed until like 2017, 2016. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I knew about tiny homes and things like that. And I always yeah. had a plan to build a tiny home. But once I saw the vans, I was just like, this is it, man. And that's when like my plan started. I was originally going to get a school bus and then a van. And I did my own build out on the van, my first Sprinter van that I ever bought. And I started traveling in it and I didn't even know like it was a thing. Like I could be a van builder. I thought I was just going to go travel for a year. And cause so backtrack, I bought a house pretty young. Um, I bought a house at 25. So I was living in the house for five years at that point, And then I decided to sell it and I made some money off of it. Cause I've been living there for five years. So I had some equity in the place also. So I had a bunch of money. I bought a van. <laughs> I came up with this plan to go travel the country for a year. So that's originally what I was going to do. Just build a van and go travel and see where life takes me. And then I ended up in Bend. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so yeah. I started my business, Dogwood Conversions in 2020. And it's been going ever since. Now I'm mobile obviously i'm not just stationed at a bend i was building in colorado last month now i'm in arizona now i'll be back in bend yeah. so cool <laughs> so cool okay so yeah so you didn't even i mean this wasn't a this obviously wasn't a planned thing no. you sold your house i'm gonna go wherever the wind takes me and i, I was literally having a mental breakdown because i turned 30 years old and i just right. sold my house sold all my belongings and like then I just found myself. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So what was it that inspired you to sell your house in the first place and then and then go out on that limb? Because that I mean that's that's a pretty scary thing to do for yeah. most people. Yeah. So I mean I'm sure you watched, you know, Into the Wild and all those movies, Wild America and stuff. So I've always had this urge to go out into the world by myself and find out who I really am and what kind of man I am. So I called it my great escape, just like always this escape plan that I had in the back of my head. And once I discovered real estate and how much money I could make off of it, just mm -hmm. by living in the house, I just, over the years, I just had this plan and I was just slowly building it in the back of my head. And yeah, I just pulled the trigger. I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I was probably, I honestly thought I was just going to come home, live with my dad for a little bit again, and then save up some money and then buy another house. But I ended up 
selling the van that I was in for a good chunk of money. And then that funded my business and my next build and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. What would you, would you, cause there's probably a lot of people that are in a similar position to where you were, where they've had this in their head for quite a while. They want to do something like this. Yeah. What piece of advice would you give them if they're kind of in that position? I think like the biggest thing is people really care about what other people think of them. If you go and live with your parents at 30 years old, you're embarrassed. You're afraid of what people are going to think. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, my advice would be just to not worry about what other people are doing and do whatever you have to do to make the life you want. I used to have a list of all the bills that I had when I owned a house and it was like two pages long. Now, if I showed you how many bills I pay, it's like five or six, like there's nothing. So it comes with a lot of sacrifice, getting rid of a lot of stuff, your TV and cable bills, like just, I mean, I'm not living luxuriously. I mm -hmm. am kind of living on the floor right now. So I'm doing everything that I have to, to make this lifestyle possible. So, yeah, it would just be don't care what other people think about you or, you know, the little voices in your head um, and just do whatever you have to to make it happen. <laughs> I love that, dude. That's super inspiring. So, yeah, I mean, and you're right. I think a lot of people, I mean, myself included, can be sometimes. But I think not getting caught up in that is almost a superpower. Yeah. Yeah. What are... Uh, yeah, go ahead. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are what would you say are like some of the biggest like challenges when I guess two things. Okay, two questions here. What are the biggest challenges when you start the transition into that lifestyle? And then what are the like the biggest, maybe the bigger challenges you're facing now? Because I'm sure they've changed from you yeah. know, what was it, 2020 or around that area where you first started getting into it to now you're probably having different challenges. Yeah. Yeah. So my biggest thing is accepting failures. Um, I'm not the kind of person that is good at failing. I don't like to fail. And in the beginning of my business, it was, you know, skyrocketing. I was turning down clients like daily. And then there was this point where no clients were coming in, no builds were coming in, and I'm just struggling for money. And getting through those times, oh man. <laughs> oh. Oh, just there's light at the end of the tunnel if you just hold on a little bit longer. I promise. Um, but yeah, those were the biggest challenges is just like accepting failure and knowing that it's going to happen and things aren't going to work out the way that you want them to. And like, I I'm painting my school bus right now and I'm telling people it's going to take me three days. That was like nine days ago and it's really stressing me out, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm learning as I'm going and I'm just accepting the flow. Um, I'm originally from the East Coast, so we're super fast paced and just slowing down and learning something new is super challenging um, yeah. while, while you're trying to make money also and support yourself. <laughs> Dude, I, I, 
I 100% understand that. Because you could just go get the nine to five and, and, you know, join the other people, but going after it and like really diving into it and it's, 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 it's tough. (laughs) Yeah. We were, we were talking about it before just that there's seasons and like, there actually is definitely seasons. Like when it comes to van, van building too. Right. As, as he was saying, but, and there's, so you have those seasons, but then you also just have seasons as an entrepreneur or someone that's self-employed when you're trying to build the pipeline to get more clients, then it dries up. But then sometimes you have too many and then you have to turn them down and it's like this balancing act. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And then you're trying to learn something new and it almost feels like you're taking time away from other things that could be making you money. Cause you have to learn something new yep. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a giant balancing act. <laughs> well, one of the one video I remember of you, it was a few months ago. And this was a very compelling video, dude. I think you should re-add it. I it was I loved it. It was you sitting in the front seat of your bus, mm-hmm. and you had just been working on trying to get it started. Oh, dude, that was a big moment. <laughs> And he recorded it, dude. It yeah. was so powerful. Yeah. He's sitting there. He's sitting there. He puts his phone up there. And he's like, I don't even know if you said anything or not. But you just like take a big breath. Yeah. And you're like, turn the key. And it starts. And you can just see it over your face. It was just like this feeling of relief of, oh, my I, gosh, I can actually get out of here. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I was literally stuck in the middle of the forest. Um, it was going to cost me hundreds of dollars to get somebody to go out there, like a, a wrecker, to pull me out. I was so off-road. Um, and there was snow also. And basically, fixing this bus was up to me because it was like Thanksgiving also. And I had to be out of the forest within like seven days so i had like that pressure on top of me because they were going to close the gate the entrance gate and they would have fined me probably and yeah i would have had to pay for a, a massive tow and i didn't have the money to pay for that so um talking to mechanics on the phone trying to figure this thing out and what had happened was I was sleeping in the vehicle. So I was using a Mr. Buddy heater, which is a propane powered heater, and that puts moisture in the air. So it was like below zero a few nights. So my windshield was freezing. And when it would thaw out, all the water would come down the windshield and drip onto the electronics. And it dripped onto like this throttle sensor on the bottom of my pedal. So it wasn't getting any gas or anything. And like, nobody could figure it out unless they came out there and, you know, plugged into it or tested the thing. And so I was like, okay, I think it's this. Let me go buy this part. Well, the part was $500. So if it didn't work, I was literally out $500. So it's like that moment on the camera, it was like, so much like pressure and like okay if this litter this i could have just wasted 500 dollars on this also so it was it was pretty heavy (laughs) it ended up working though so (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. So you had all this pressure to get out of the, the gate was closing. You're just going to face a toe. You bought this part and then it, yeah, I'm so glad that you recorded it. Yeah. Not to mention I'm living in the bus in the snow. So it's like not insulated or anything. So it's really cold. I'm getting sick. Like it was not fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Well, I'm glad that worked out for you. I'm glad you got it on video too, because I think that was really compelling. That was a great, yeah. great video. Well, how do you, one thing I've always been interested in is how people that are kind of living this lifestyle, how do they, how do you balance the, like the desire of adventure, right? Which you're kind of on almost every day yeah. type of thing. I'm sure some of it gets routine though. I mean, same as like a through hike and things. Yeah. How do you balance that though with like the need of like stability and like mm -hmm. a sense of home? Yeah. So a lot of people in this lifestyle burn out after like six months to a year. It's usually, and it's because they want to do so much and they're always on the go. They're all like, they've seen half the country within six months. It's crazy. I haven't even been to Washington yet. Um, so the way I do it is I stay in places for longer periods and I get to know the towns. Um, I buy locally and really just take my time in places rather than I'm going to go to Arizona for two days and then I'm going to shoot to California because that will take its toll on you, especially with routine. You get out of like your normal routines and all that stuff and the routine on the road is the hardest thing to keep mm -hmm. so once you're just sitting in a place and you're going to be here for you know 14 days maybe at a time your normal routines and just like staying sane and you know your normal practices of life don't get messed up by being on the road or you can't you show up to a campsite and it's full or you can't find a campsite somewhere like it's so it's nice to just go to an area be like, okay, this looks really good. I'm going to stay here <laughs> for a little bit and then just taking your time and, you know, know that it's, this country is huge and you can see everything. Like you don't have to see everything right away. Right on. I love it. So take your time, get to know a place a little bit, yeah. you kind of get some connections there. Yeah. That's one of the things I love about through hiking is, is that's how I like, that's how I like to explore places now is you get a different feeling for them when you've walked through them or, and then you're yeah. visiting towns and things. And, but you're even taking it to another level because you're actually staying in these towns then mm -hmm. for like several weeks, maybe months at a time. It does make me feel better also when I'm buying locally and you know shopping i'm not just passing through and using up their free public lands um right so yeah on that topic of public lands i actually just interviewed a guy he works for the wyoming wildlife federation in, obviously in wyoming <laughs> but they do a lot of public land restoration and stuff like that for habitat and things I'm, I've always been interested in public lands. It's something I always try to donate to every, every year. So I think it's super important. How have like public lands, how have they really, cause I mean, that's where you're camping on most. I mean, you're probably on public land right now, right? I yep. mean, how have they 
changed your life, I guess? Like how have they, how have they, I'm, I'm sure they've been a positive impact for you. They've helped you get to where you want to be. Yes. And no, um, it's also shown me, it's shown, shown me what freedom is, but it's also shown me when you give freedom to certain people and what they do with it, like trash the land and all that stuff. I've seen like really bad stuff. People just dumping their septics wherever and like just, you know, taking, I'm sure you see it on trails all the time. People just like human feces everywhere, just garbage everywhere. Um, if you're familiar with Ben's, um, this place called China hat road yep. is kind of taken over by um, the homeless population in during COVID. That's where they everyone was telling them to go. They're like, yeah, go to China hat. Cause it's, you know, out of sight, out of mind type of thing. But if you go over there and you see the amount of garbage and trash, uh, I had um, one scene in my YouTube video. It's just, massive piles of cigarette butts jugs of piss everywhere it's just completely destroyed so every time i do stay on them i try to clean up and be a good example as you know best i can but i don't see all of these public lands being open in the next decade or two just because of the rate and how interesting people are just destroying them so i i do see a shelf life also for my style and living like this um it's going to be way different in the next couple of years because you're already seeing places closed down um they just tried to close down phil's trailhead in bend oregon so they actually might close it down. They closed down the campsites across from Widgee Golf Course and Bend. So slowly places are just closing and closing. So I still try to do my part, but they're not going to last long. You know? What are they closing them for? Just they're, they're, Are they closing them to clean them up and then reopen or are they, they close them indefinitely? I think they're going to close like the place of Widgee Golf Course. That's been closed for like two years now. And mm. you drive past and there's signs still up that they're trying to restore the forest and everything. Um, it still looks the same. Um, so I don't know yeah. how much of an impact it's going to make or if they need to close. How it, it would need years for those sites to grow back. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that's super sad. I have seen it quite a bit, mostly here in Oregon when you're out on some different type of national forest or BLM type land. Yeah. It can be, it's pretty scary. It can be pretty scary. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. You don't really know who you're going to come across. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, a guy tried to break into my bus in off of Phil's trailhead um, last season in like November. Mm, what happened so, with that? Um, he couldn't get in and he tried to steal a trailer down the road and then um he was caught but he got away <laughs> dude that's one thing that i've always wondered about people that are in vans and things like that you have a lot of these belongings in your thing right like in yeah. the vehicle and it's not like vehicle break-ins are uncommon especially if you go up to seattle and stuff yeah super common <clears throat> up there yeah are you ever worried that someone's just going to throw a brick for your thing and like steal all your shit? Dude, I literally have a 
$3,000 air conditioner, 12 volt, just sitting right here. Somebody could just break into my van and just take. Um, yeah, you're at the mercy. <laughs> um, I was take, I took a call like a week or two ago with a, with a client and he was talking about a build and he was talking about insurance and all that stuff. And I was like, I was like, yeah, you kind of just have to roll the dice with this lifestyle. <laughs> um, you, you can take precautions, you know, you can put security systems in here. The best security system to have is a dog, 100%. Interesting. Um, but right now I'm parked up with friends. So we have this big circle going on. <clears throat> and to get down my road, you have to pass all these people that we know. So for somebody to, if I need to go to like Home Depot or something like that, like my neighbor is going to watch my bus. If he leaves, I'm going to watch his bus. So we kind of work as a community to keep our things safe. Um, just kind of rolling by yourself and doing things solo doesn't seem to work in this community. Um, you can do it, but I mean, I would say the same thing as with like hiking and stuff like through hiking, like people get you through it. Um, but yeah teamwork <laughs> dude it's it's just like dude so true and i feel like a lot of times so you you mentioned the what's what's the movie where the guy goes to alaska and then he ends up dying that's wild into the wild isn't it In, into the wild yeah and what did that guy do yeah what by himself he didn't yeah he didn't do the yeah exactly exactly <laughs> that's what happens to you no you're totally right i mean and you always like it's very it's a very romantic thing to think oh i'm gonna do all this by myself blah 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 blah. i like honestly i actually do like doing through hikes by myself but the reason i like doing them solo is because i can meet up with people along the trail and yeah. i don't feel like i'm married to somebody that's my partner that i have to stick with you know hand and foot yeah. the entire length of the trail yeah yeah, exactly. Um, we do the same thing. Like somebody across the way from me, he left a few days ago and now we have a new person there. Mm -hmm. She'll stay a few days and go. And whatever happens to my neighbor is, you know, I'll probably see him down the road some somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But that's, no, that's really good tips though, to kind of run with a crew, some kind of a crew that you vetted, you trust. Yeah. Yeah. You can watch your stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's important. I've the first year I kind of traveled alone because it was during the lockdown and COVID and all that. And yeah, like you pull up to a really cool hot springs and you leave all of your stuff in your van and you go and walk to the hot springs. Like somebody could easily just break in and take all your stuff. And just because you wanted to enjoy nature, it's just part of the lifestyle. Uh, right. Yeah, I suppose that's one of the bigger drawbacks is your house is basically free to get stolen from at any time. Yeah. Yeah, to, to steal this though um, <clears throat> would be very difficult for somebody, especially my type of vehicle, because you need to let it warm up and idle and stuff. Like you couldn't move it for like the first two right. or three minutes. <laughs> No, I think I'd be pretty intimidated to try to drive a bus to be, yeah. to be or like good luck trying to freaking hide that from the police. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's it look like? 
<laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. What are so what are your future plans then with with in as far as this lifestyle? Like, do you think you're gonna do it for another decade or as long as it lasts? Like, what do you what do you, what's your plans with it? I don't really have a plan, honestly. I've been trying not to live that way. Um, I've just been going with the flow and opportunities have come up. Um, I had the opportunity to be on a TV show called gutted and I wouldn't have been able to do that if I got like a warehouse and settled down somewhere and started taking in clients. So I'm really just kind of exploring and seeing where it takes me. Um, there's this guy, um, I don't know if you follow him. Um, his name's like Jacob Witzling or something. Mm. He's um, he's basically like dating like Sarah Underwood, that like really famous model. Right. And this guy just gets to build these amazing places with her, like these amazing cabins and like Airbnb places and stuff. And like, so like that would be my dream life. <laughs> <laughs> is to live Jacob's life. Um, but to get there, it's just like, I got to put in the time and work um, yep. and learn the skills and all that. So I would love to build like places like they're building, like Airbnb places and then rent them out potentially. But like, who knows where this lifestyle will take me? Um, yep. I really don't have a plan to tell you the truth. Yeah, you're not putting, I mean, I guess to put yourself or to make a plan would be kind of putting yourself in a box, which is, pretty much the antithesis of what you're doing right now yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah you you mentioned tiny houses at one point remember tiny houses used to be all the rage prior oh, yeah. to like van life right like i was super into them too i was yeah. like oh dude i want to do this i want to do that do you see those being integrated more into society in the future or i i always ran into the zoning stuff yeah right? um so there's like so many restrictions on towns and stuff in certain places that like you can't even have a tiny house on your property in some places so like places like oregon and stuff they can washington so i see that movement becoming bigger and bigger especially with younger kids um, because affording a home is just impossible but building a 50 you know, $60,000 tiny home that's amazing and sits on wheels and you can take it wherever you want. You know, their their parents are like, it, it just looks more appealing. So I'm seeing it more with younger people like in their 20s and stuff, like living in tiny homes and, you know, their dad helps them build it or like helps them finance or whatever it is. Right. And <clears throat> so I see more things like that, but I also was just in Taos a few weeks ago and I was looking at the earth ships out there, like going around and looking at those and those, it, it looks like an entire village that's being built out with earth ships. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with those. No, they're basically like these homes that are built into the ground and some, and they use like recycled tires and bottles and stuff like that. And um, basically it heats itself and like you have, and you grow food inside and everything. And like, you're 
your poop is used for like compost and everything is just like self-sustained in there. Dang. And that's kind of the route that I'm going to start to go. Hmm. Um, I think as far as buying a property off grid and then putting an earth ship on it, I think it's a lot better of an idea than putting a tiny home on. But if you're doing Airbnbs and stuff like that, I'm like, I understand. Um, I was visiting an Airbnb property a few weeks ago and they had shipping containers. They had really cool places all built. And it was like this little community and you can go rent an Airbnb for a night or two. Um, but the earth ships I see taking more of a lift off in the next few years. Um, I've seen more people on podcasts talking about them in the past couple months. So I would say like, I see myself shifting in that direction and that is definitely going to tiny homes will always be there, but there's too many restrictions on them. And yeah. Crazy that there's less restrictions on an earth ship. Um, depends where you're at also with that. But as far as like an investment goes, like I don't see people buying property and like, in, in like Taos and just putting a tiny home on it and just, mm -hmm. I, I see him looking more into like earth ships and stuff like that. So that's, yeah, what I'm more, what I was leaning towards. Yeah. No, it's a very interesting, I've never heard of them and I need to look them up. That sounds very interesting. I I've heard it. Taos looks really cool too. I mean, it looks yeah. like a very idyllic scene to have that in. Yeah. And as far as like me sustaining my business, um, Anybody can really build a tiny home, <clears throat> but to build an earth ship, I feel like you have to have first a passion for it. You have to really love it. And yeah, you, you, it, it takes like a few years to learn all that stuff. So that, that would be like where I would see myself versus tiny homes um, as far as lasting with my business also, um, because <clears throat> so it's, to live off grid and be self-sustainable is very appealing these days. And, you know, you have people who have a lot of money, but they don't know the skills to build these things. So I come along and I build these structures for them, just like I'm doing with the buses and vans. Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, how can people, if they want to, they have a van, they want to get some work done on it. How can they contact you? Um, probably through my Instagram. Um, I'm not really great at checking emails. Um, you can book a call through my website and talk to me for an hour, um, which is dogwoodconversions.com. But yeah, right now I'm just kind of, if you're not in the area where I'm at, you're kind of out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> that's right he's a hot commodity dang it that's right <laughs> yeah so basically yeah so if like yeah so you'd have to kind of get like a lot of work in one area to go there and do it or you then yeah. is that how you do it yeah or if somebody had a property that and they're like hey you know you can come build out on my property i would do that also yeah. um but yeah I need to have public land also to do my right. build. So right. it's a little tricky right now. Right on. Until I buy my own property. Right. Right. 
Well, awesome, dude. Well, you are, yes, very inspiring to people like me that are very, that find that lifestyle very enticing, you know, especially as, because I'm kind of, I'm more hiker trash anyway. <laughs> I can see myself kind of, you know, trending that way. But yeah, man, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. Obviously, you're working on the bus. He's got the bus in the background if people are just listening to this. Yeah. And so, yeah, I appreciate that, man. And I'm going to leave all your links in the show notes on YouTube and Spotify. Yeah. And is there anything you want to say before we dude. jump off here? Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. I've been watching your journey for like the past like two, almost three years now. And dude, you're killing it. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate you, dude. Yeah, I... Yeah. It's just like you said with your with the van and the bus and everything. It's 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 an up and down thing, yeah. and it's it is like a thing of it really is like endurance. It's like a yeah. mental endurance type of thing, right? And thankfully, I've done a lot of endurance activities where I see the relationships between each thing now, and now I'm kind of in that endurance relationship with my entrepreneur world mm-hmm. when I, after quitting nine to five. So. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. It would mean so much to me if you're on Spotify, if you could go ahead and give a five-star rating to the podcast and then hit the follow button. And if you're on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe and then also like the video. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you for the next episode.